Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of the For the Healthy Health podcast. We talk about conscious living, self-awareness, and everything in between. I'm your host, Ree. Sunset Tim. Thank you for joining us and allowing us to be a part of your journey. How you feel today? I feel fine. Um, the last couple of weeks, I feel like it hasn't been normal. Like, you know, the week... Before last, Zuri was sick. Last week, I was sick. Then this past weekend, we went home, so I just feel like my routine has been off. I haven't been to the gym, but this morning, I um did a little slow morning routine, so that helped ground me a little bit. I'm also... You're mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> You're mad at me. I ain't so. mad at you. I just don't all rock with you right now. <laughs> I just don't. So, uh, like, my heart is on in my stomach right now. Oh, cut the, you know, matter to you like that. Stop it do. Playing, Why bro. would you think it don't? Stop playing, bro. How are Stop you? Stop it. I'm okay. Um, I feel good. Yeah, like you said, life ain't been as, as normal as it used to be. You were sick. Zuri was sick, you know, so, so she was at home for a week. I'm dealing with an injury. I haven't got to go to the gym. Oh, yeah. Um, with our kids being home more, there's been less um, time with us. There's less time for itself in between all of this. So life just been really weird, you know what I mean, um, as of late. Not necessarily weird, you're just out of the norm. Yeah, different. Out of the norm um, schedule. But it's getting back to normal. This week should be the first full week of anything close to normal what we know it as so you yeah. know but i've been okay i've been good during it all physically i've been good i ain't get sick i was like one of the only people in the shout house out to your get, immune system did not get sick Arby didn't get sick either but shit she don't be around she be in, <laughs> she be in her own world well she be around she just don't be in our face like you know zuri like, always, always in our face she the little one yeah my little one stay in somebody's arms she still ain't got out of the Baby face. Yeah, the baby face. She still want to be held whenever she is possible. Because you're going to hold her. Even with our older daughter, you did that. I had to tell you to stop holding her. I was like, she's five. Yeah. I still I still going to hold them whenever I want to. I know. I know. Yeah. How was your uh, trip back home? My trip back home was cool. I got to see a lot of people I hadn't seen. I hadn't seen some family members in a very long time. I got to see a lot of them. It was good to see my people. Yeah, I got to see my favorite person. 
granny, his granny. Yes. Y'all, I love her. Like, one thing about it, before we left, we was like, we might as well go and get ready. She going to let you know if you gain some weight. What'd she say? <laughs> she said, yeah, uh, Wayne, they call him Wayne. Yeah. Wayne, you you can get fat. It look good on you, though. <laughs> She's hilarious. She always weight checking. Everybody come through Everybody. her door. She gonna let you know if you got fatter or smaller small. or whatever it is. Losing weight, yes. My granny gonna let me know. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the highlight of the trip to see my grandma. I do love that woman with yeah. all my heart. Me too. I don't know, hold on. I forgot to ask y'all. How y'all feeling from the cubes? How y'all doing? How was the holiday? I was seeing family. I was seeing family. Or if you, if you chose not to be with family, mm-hmm. how was that? How was that time with yourself? How are you in this moment? How's your heart? So, with all the formalities out the way, what are we rapping about today? Today, we're doing a q and I'm really excited. It's my favorite thing to do. And I do want to say, we got a ton of questions. So, obviously, we're not going to be able to answer every question. But the ones that we don't get to, we definitely plan on answering. Did I say that right? We definitely plan on answering some uh, like on our IG stories and maybe even TikTok as well. Mm-hmm. So be looking out. We're going to try to get to, like I said, a lot of questions. Like I said, if it's not on here, then you know, check the page out. We're going to do something there as well. Yes. You want to get it started? Yes. So one of the questions that we got and I've seen a couple times is, what inspired y'all to start the podcast? So the podcast was my idea, duh. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, even before we started it, I would always say, babe, we need to start a podcast. We need to start a podcast. Because we would always have these conversations. Like, when we get on this podcast, we have these conversations. It's like, yes, it's a, sh- a quote-unquote a podcast. It's a show. But we would be having these conversations already. We we have conversations like this all the time. And I think we're funny. Like, we're the funniest people I ever met. And I think with anything, if you have a desire to do that thing, you should do it. And nobody's going to do it like you do it, the way that you do it. Like, I feel like our approach to wellness and healing, it don't necessarily always be about wellness and healing. Because if you're living, you're healing. You know what I'm saying? Because to me, everything is wellness. But I love our approach to it because it's not that serious. Although we be talking about serious things sometimes and deep things sometimes, it's it's fun. We all just here. We all just a community. We live and we having a conversation and... Yeah. What inspired you to start the podcast? Community. Yes. That was that was I thought was the biggest um motivating factor behind starting the podcast. We had for the healthy health going before the podcast. Yeah. So we didn't start with the podcast. Um, but we wanted um a deeper connection with people. Agreed. So um you kept pushing to like when you do something like audio, you know, you already had the YouTube going, yeah. but it, it wasn't the same type of connection that the podcast is giving us. So when we mm-hmm. added that element in, it really like birthed the co- uh, online community that we're gonna take physical as well. Um, I know somebody asked about we're gonna go on tour and like meet yeah, meet Greece in the U.S. because we do have well, I have the retreat with Black Girl Magic, but that's like a collab. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's not in the U.S. But to answer that question. Yes, we 100%. definitely going to do meetups. We're trying to get our location targets down packed. Mm-hmm. Really trying to find out where y'all at. So if y'all just want to hit us with locations on Instagram, TikTok, yeah. wherever, just let us know where y'all at. Because we do 
plan on pulling up. We just need to know where everybody is. Yeah, we kind of got an idea, but I also are you scared? I'm kind of scared. No, I be like, not with not with community. Not, not with not with this community. No, I ain't scared. I know they show up for us every time, but I be scared nobody gonna come. <laughs> Even if three of y'all show, we just gonna have a nice combo with tea, whatever it might be. I love that. So yeah, getting into the next question. What are some of the most difficult lessons you've learned in your long-term relationship? You can go first. Anybody can be toxic. I got toxic traits, whether I view them as coping mechanisms or whatever it might be. I can definitely rub somebody the wrong way, even though I never, or you, or no one really, Until. for the most part, you and no one is intentionally out there trying to you know, disturb somebody's peace, but... It happens. Like, of course, you can rub somebody the wrong way. It's one of the lessons I've learned. And then the next one is that I only got so much that I can control. You can't make someone feel a certain way. I can't make her feel better. I can't make her happy. You can happy make me feel better. Sometimes, but that's temporary. I can't make you long-term happy. Then I'm, then it's like I'm not making you happy. I'm entertaining you. Yeah. And that that's a... That's a cycle of energy that you're just giving out when you're entertaining somebody in a relationship so long. Because you can't entertain somebody and heal and take care of yourself in the same, you know what I mean, fashion. It's just, it's really difficult to do. I, I don't recommend anybody being in a relationship where you're entertaining them the entire time just to make them happy. What about you? You got to have something for you. Because if you're giving that to them, then what are they giving back to you? I feel like just being, like sometimes it don't, even, it don't take a lot of things. Like, you're using the word entertaining, but I think just your presence can help someone's journey. That's what you learned? Yeah, that's what I learned, and that's also my rebuttal to what you said. Also, um, it's okay to want to be alone sometime in your relationship. I feel like with relationships, I think it gets misconstrued that, like, oh, you got to spend every single minute together, but I think the alone time is so important, and I used to feel guilty and I used to and I used to like question myself like why do I want to be alone and a lot of times most of the time it has nothing to do with like your part my partner or like with you it has more to do with myself and things that I'm that are on my mind and things that I've experienced lately but it's it's totally okay to want to have time alone and another thing is like I'm not always gonna like you I'm not gonna always like you you're not gonna always like me I feel like even though we're talking about romantic relationships, this can go with any type of relationship, anybody that you're around all the time. I think it's natural that you're probably going to butt heads nine times out of ten because y'all are two different beings. Y'all don't even see the world the same, exactly the same. Why would you? you two different people. But, yeah, just understanding that I'm not always going to like you, and that's okay. You're not going to always like me. Now, if you're going months without liking somebody, then you might need to sit down and have a conversation. But, you know, it usually be 30 minutes. Like, for 30 minutes, I don't like you. But that's something that I learned in our long-term relationship. Next question. I'm almost 18. What can I do mentally to prepare myself for life after graduation? If I could tell my younger self anything, uh, patience is the biggest thing. It's kind of like, you know, you finally at this point where you can run your race exactly how you want to and you want to just take off with as much speed as possible. But I would advise you to be as gentle and give yourself as much grace and time as the world offers you. Be calm, be calm about this situation. 
I know it seems like I said you're ready to to take the world by storm, but you don't have to take it by storm. You know what I mean? Bit by bit, be patient with yourself and don't compare. You're, yeah. you're way too young to be comparing yourself to anyone. You even when you get older, you, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, comparison is never gonna really just help you out. But be patient and don't compare your story to anybody else's. Don't compare your pockets to anybody else's. Don't compare anything you got going on to anybody else's. Just take your time. You'll get there wherever you want to be. Agree. I love that. Something I heard literally yesterday when I was watching the TV show is that you don't actually start living until you're 40. Everything else before that is just research. I get that. I know. I love that quote. I don't think we understand. Like 18, you're a baby. Yeah, you're still a baby. I know you're tired of hearing it, though. You're a baby. And I feel like because of the world that we live in, we get to see, you know, all of these young people on the internet doing all of the things. So it makes us yeah, feel yeah. like we got to be doing all the things. Yeah. 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 And it makes us feel like we're behind or we got to be doing this, that, and third. We got to have it all figured out. I still don't have it all figured out. Mm-mm. And I think it's important to always be learning, just keep learning about the world keep learning about yourself honestly I think we should even like myself this is advice I'm giving to myself I should wake up every day with a beginner's mind Mm -hmm. like with like a clean slate yeah you know what I mean but definitely just to go back on pretty much everything you said don't be too hard on yourself you don't have to have it all figured out right now be gentle give yourself some grace who cares what and I think Especially at that age, I wish I was um, more in tune with myself, but that is a great time. Anytime is a great time, but especially that young is a great time to figure out what you want. Don't worry about pleasing everyone else. Parents. Parents, society, and don't worry about expectations and people's obligations. That's none of your business. Learn what it is that makes you happy. And when you can really do the thing that light you up, that fulfills you, that makes your heart sing, that's all that matters. You're walking in your purpose when you can do what makes you feel good. Yeah, and another thing to add in, advice is overrated. Advice is so overrated. Advice is very overrated. Seek experience. Just go out Ooh. and do it. That's better. What Whatever advice you can offer, it's okay to listen to it. It is fine, but experiencing it for yourself is much better than taking advice on it. Agree. I love that. Okay, next we got, are you a full-time content creator? If so, how do you like it That is um, that you lead that? Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. We love it. I think with ev- everything, it has its pros and its cons, but obviously way more pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the beginning... It was difficult. And I think me and you just had this conversation the other day. Like, even though we've been doing content creation full-time for, I would say, about a year full-time, right? Something like that, yeah. We still have the mindset of working for somebody else, in a sense. Yeah, I like we're it, used yeah. to. We're used to, well, I'm going to get to that. We're so used to somebody else telling well, for me personally, I'm going to speak for me. I was used to somebody else telling me, like, okay, we're going to do this at this time. But then when you're working on your own, it's completely different. There's somebody to tell you to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So, and then especially having children, you really have to have a routine. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So here recently, I started using Notion. I always been a plenty girl. That's what my daughter told me. Yes. I always wrote things down. Schedule. Schedule so important. But now I've been using like my laptop and stuff. But now that I have, I'm finally getting to the point where I have that structure. Everything is falling in line. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I love it. Do you love it? Yeah, I do. I love that I don't have a ceiling on what I can make or what I can bring oh, in yeah. on my potential. Oh, um, I love the position. I love being able to work from home or wherever I want to work mm-hmm. from. I love the freedom that comes along with it. Um, at times, have I missed the, like, for sure, I got I got this money coming in, yeah. the paycheck? Yeah, I've missed it at times mm-hmm. for sure. But I will, I will not miss having a ceiling on my head, meaning, like, cap how much money I can make in this position or how long I have to be in this position. I don't miss that. At all. Even a, or even a cap or ceiling on ideas as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Even on your ideas. You know what I mean? I don't miss having a ceiling over me, but um, consistency. But that, like you said, coming along with planning and scheduling, you know, the, the paper becomes consistent when you on your shit consistently. Definitely. I also, but what I miss, though, is coworkers. Some of you them. You miss coworkers? I miss, like, that social aspect. I don't, I do not, not one bit miss the social aspect of work. I do. I like people. I like people too. Rarely do I like the people I worked with though. That's true. I like the people I work with now a lot better. I think I do too. <laughs> like you, Sean, Steve, like I, I like the people I work with now so much better because one, I got to choose them. True. You know what I mean? So I, I, like, I like them a lot better. Yes. Okay, this is this is a a good one, a funny one too. Rather be lost in space or deep sea. Well, I can't swim. That is true. So, sea is out of the question. But you know, I need to learn how to swim. Go ahead. I, I'm not. I don't know you like me. You waiting on me too? You know, I don't really. Uh-uh. I, I love water. You do love water. So it's just ironic that I. Don't know how to swim. I would have to definitely say space, lost in space. I'd rather be lost in space too, just because I just don't know that much about it. I'd love to explore. Y'all. Exactly. I'd love to be lost. I'd love for my shit to be like an episode of Cowboy Bebop. I've never. You've never watched. Well, Cowboy. I think I watched, you, watched a little episode, bit, but not enough bit. to know what you're talking about. If you watch Cowboy Bebop, you know what I mean. I'd rather be like Spike. You know what I mean, and, and going wherever I wanted to, doing whatever the fuck I wanted to do out of space. I feel like it's a lot of space I don't know. I feel like in the sea, I kind of know what's what's happening. Yeah. In the sea. Yeah. I feel like I ain't I ain't gonna be surprised when I'm in the deep water. Yeah, I feel like with uh. Unless I see Ariel, then it's like whoa. You might see Ariel in there. You might see it. But I. <laughs> I was I can't escape capitalism. In the sea. I feel like it still hits True. me in the sea for some reason. I feel like your Western mindset is still in the sea. For some reason, I feel like they still fucking with the sea. I'd rather be lost in space. I do too. And I feel like with space, it's more of a spiritual connection. But I mean, water is a spiritual element as well. But like space, I feel like you're closer to the stars, closer to the other galaxies. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel, I feel <laughs> that. And like I said, I feel like... There will be less, well, I feel like there'll be less racism in space <laughs> than I do than there'll be in the sea. I feel like I'm going to find some type of form of racism in the sea. 
Yeah. I don't know why, though. I feel like I'm going to find it. I feel like they're going to, because I'm still on earth, so I feel like they're going to find a way to bring it down to me. I'd rather go to space. Yeah, you're hilarious. How did you navigate changes within your relationship when you had kids at a young age? I'll let you go. I, we didn't. <laughs> at that age, I was still a baby. We had a baby. We was I was, we was winging most of everything. Yeah, I feel like we. St- I'm still winging it. Yeah, yeah. For for the most part, I got a better handle on it now. But at that age, purely was was winging it. It's not something that. A young somebody so young can just be prepared for raising somebody right. else. Um, so at at times we was lucky enough a lot to where Ree's mom would take on our child yeah, on the weekends. So yep. we would actually still get to be young on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Still and get to be kids. Be kids and then come back, you know, Sunday afternoon, you know, we get back to being, you know, these young adults with the child. Mm-hmm. But at that age, I mean it ain't much I can tell you if you have a kid at that age. It's going to be a lot of winging it. You finna figure out everything on the job, buddy. Yeah. And even, like, I just feel like it's going to differ. Of course, there's going to be some common themes and some similarities when it comes to having a child at a young age. But everybody's experience is going to be different because everybody's situation is different. But I definitely would say if you have, hopefully... You have a support system. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, because that's definitely helped us out so much when we were younger. Yeah, and then my, my oldest daughter, if she didn't do anything, I tell her all the time that she made me a man. I tell her this. I probably told her that last month. I tell her all the time that she made me a man, like making sure I had a paycheck, making sure I was consistent with things. I had another person to feed mm-hmm. outside of myself. I couldn't wait till my daughter was like starving hungry to feed her you got to be ahead of these things like she made me think in the future as they say a father like the word far is in in there like i had to think farther it's not than myself yeah it is it's, it's F- like farther F- farther that's what i meant to say not far farther though like you kind of i don't say get it, it. <laughs> like a father thinks farther it don't sound the oh, same okay father thinks farther i thought you were saying father was spelled f-a-r I did, then I had to think about it. It's not spelled like that. But you knew what I was going for, though. But, um, yeah, I had to think further. She made a man out of me very quickly, and I thank her for that. Yeah. How do you deal with the timing of things taking longer than expected, like career paths? Nip Hustle has a great line in one of my favorite songs from him. He says that um, somehow perfect timing feels like I'm too late. And that's how things, when it comes on perfect timing, you're fully prepared to accept it. When you're fully prepared for something, you went through every lesson. You had to take your time to receive it. It has been, at times, very nerve-wracking to want something so bad and not get it until a certain period. But I am grateful that I got it at the time in which I did because I know so much more now that I would have known, would not have known had I got it when I first wanted it. I'd have been so much more in the dark. I didn't have the knowledge because I didn't have it. I had to keep seeking the knowledge to obtain it. And once I fully had the knowledge, the universe felt that I fully had the knowledge, then it was given to me, but not a moment sooner. So just have patience with it. I know it hurts when you don't have, because wanting brings pain. So just calm down. It'll come, and be patient. And when you do have it, again, you'll be well prepared for it. Agreed. Couldn't have said it any better.
So are you vegan or plant-based? We are plant-based. For about six plus years now, I feel like at first we used to carry the title vegan. Mm-hmm. But hardcore. Yeah, hardcore. But after a while, we was just like, okay. I feel like it's a weight was kind of lifted off my shoulder when I was like, okay, I'm not vegan anymore. I'm now plant-based. Although we still eat, we still eat vegan. We still eat a plant-based lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's so much weight, especially online. Like, yeah, yeah. And I also wanted to lose that title too because, so I don't know how many of y'all know, but I actually create content centered around, of course, wellness, spirituality, but also plant-based living. But there were so many times I've seen cre- other creators who no longer vegan, you know what I'm saying? And not that I like foresee that for me because this lifestyle has worked out so amazing for me. But the comments, like their followers would be going at them so crazy. Yeah, right. And like, that's just not something that I wanted to be a part of. Like, yeah. I don't like, okay, they changed their mind. It didn't work for them. Okay. That's okay. But you would have people in the comments just, just like talking crazy to these yeah. people. A lot of people, whenever you want to add structure to your life, a lot of people would rejoice in you falling off. And veganism is structure. Like it's like you saying no to this and you eating certain specific things. Mm-hmm. It is a structure to your eating. And people love to see like people fall off mm-hmm. whatever they want to be. Whether it be you going to the gym, people love to see you like stop mm-hmm. that or stop eating well. Um people love to see a person who says they're religious act in a non Christian or non Muslim way or something like that. People love to see people knocked off their rocker for some odd reason. But even like with that, I think it was more so. Remember, I think that was last week we talked about your personal dream versus the dream of the planet. I think with that, these people no longer fit into, I guess, these content creators, these YouTubers no longer fit into their followers like dream of. Or perception of them, really. Yeah, yeah. Like, they didn't identify as that thing anymore. And they just went crazy, yeah, basically. We, we are plant-based. We don't consume We don't consume meat on any type of regular yeah. basis. Mm-mm. I had fish. My grandma made some fried fish um, as a, over the weekend. That was my first meat in, what, probably... Three? Four, three to four years, years? Yeah. you know what I mean. So it's not, it's nowhere near a regular thing that we consume meat at all. We are just like I said, plant based. We cut the meat out because it personally helps re, yeah. you know. But um, yeah, it, it's no, it's no hard line. Nah, it's not. Like it's what works for us, and as always, do what works for you. That feeling that you're running out of time to enjoy a life deserved. You want to go first? I'll let you go first. Well, the first thing that came to my mind when I, when I read the sentence out loud is like, deserved. I always think oh, that's... I, that's the word that stuck out to me, too. Deserved deserve. is a very tricky word. Like, our feelings say we deserve a certain thing, but what have we put out there to be served? Because that's what, what it ultimately is. Deserve is you being served something that you put out there. So mm-hmm. what did you put out there to even receive this kind of service back, this kind of life back? I, I get you on that feeling that you're running out of time, but we nobody on earth knows how much time they have left. You could have decades left on this world. You don't know this. Take your time. Take your time with it all. You're not running out of time at all. What is happening is... 
you running out of patience and you starting to panic. Mm-hmm. Just take your time with it. Enjoy the life that you have as is right now. There's Agreed. more beauty around you than you, you believe. Think, yeah. We discovered that, you know, we live in Arkansas. It ain't L.A. with the beach. It ain't New York mm-hmm. and Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? But there's beauty even in this state that we live in, the trees, the lakes. Yeah, we just noticed that the other, well. Yeah, we ride past it every day, yeah. but you can ride past peace. It's like it's so much nature. So much. And you, I look at, you know, my dogs and them who like who stay in, in Brooklyn. They be showing, like they be on live walking down the street. Ain't no trees. No trees. <laughs> where the trees? Like, where the fuck the trees? <laughs> like, all of that. Like, you know what I mean? Just appreciating what you do have. Yeah. Uh, for me, like you said, the word deserving really just stuck out. I think, I think of this, the word deserving in two different ways. And I feel like the ways I think of it is kind of contradictory. But one, we're deserving. It's our birthright. Just by existing, we deserve all good things. We deserve beautiful things. We deserve a life that we love. Agreed. Number two, you have to think about it in a logical sense. If we're talking about tangible things or even like just a a positive mindset, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Kind of like you said, like about when it comes to putting in the work, even when you think about the work that is you, you deserve to have, you know, joy and peace, right? Like I said before, you deserve that. It's your birthright. But if you're doing everything in your power to contradict that belief mm-hmm. of you deserve peace and joy, for example, hanging out with people that don't mean you any good, yeah. doing things that de- that's detrimental to your well-being, then how can you be deserve be I cannot talk how can you be deserving of peace and joy because I feel like if you're doing the things that are opposite of that belief then deep down do you really believe that and that's when you have to tell yourself like this is my birthright I deserve that yeah and then you have to do the things to give yourself that to be in that space mentally physically spiritually yeah you got to work for peace you got to work to have a good attitude Agreed. you got to work for joy I know joy is in you. I know a positive attitude is in you, but yeah. you actually have to work for it, do things, you know what I mean, that align with that. Exactly. So it just can't be, uh, I guess it's just not free. Yeah. Like, I guess it's just not free. You have to work for all these things. Yeah. I feel like it is free, but I feel like because we have been so far away from who we truly are because of society, because of capitalism, all the mm-hmm. toxic things in the world, it feels like work. Yeah, but when I say free, I don't mean like it It costs, but if you want to have a positive attitude, you have to have positive thoughts. So you have to work on having positive thoughts. Yeah, yeah. So it's still work. I know what you meant, though. Okay. I know what you Just mean. Just breaking it down. Yeah. And to go back to that first part of that question, the feeling that you're running out of time. I know I answered that question backwards, but time is a concept. Mm -hmm. That's really how I have to think about time sometimes to not get so caught up in capitalism and what everybody else is doing. Because I think we answered this a little bit earlier when somebody else had a question that was kind of similar. Running out of time, I don't have enough time. What makes you think you don't have enough time? Because you're looking at what everybody else is doing. You are comparing your reality, your experience to what you expected or what other people expected or what you see other people doing. You have time. Okay, this is the next one. How to move on from a serious relationship. 
Yeah, we had a lot of questions um, about breakups. Yeah, a lot of them about breakups. A lot, a lot, yes. You want to go first? I'll let you lead. So, how do I put this? A lot of times when you've been in a serious relationship with somebody, and I'm talking about relationships, not just, you know, um, what is romantic. it like? Romantic. Just friendships. Platonic, yeah. Platonic relationships. Family with family members. All of these are relationships, and they all are handled in the exact same way. Just the certain things you do with each person is kind of yeah, different. Yeah, the context is the different. The context of what goes on in a relationship is different, but all relationships run on the same foundations. So I feel like once you have been committed to somebody for so long, it's never a less whether you're just completely done with the relationship, you're over with, you're out of it, but just it changes, right? When you can no longer be lovers, we are better off, maybe just acquaintances and friends. Mm -hmm. If we can't be friends and acquaintances, then our relationship will ultimately just alter into something else, but it never ends kind of, right? I feel like serious relationships actually never end. Yeah. True serious ones never end. No matter how toxic a relationship is, those real ones never kind of end. No matter how bad they did you, you usually still don't wish bad or anything like that on them. So how do you move on? You just go about altering how you deal with that relationship now. Right? If they, they were toxic to you, whatever it may have been, you try to find a way. Of course, you cut off all lines that they have into making you feel that way. But it doesn't mean you just got to throw that person away completely. I've changed my relationship with my family over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't throw them away, but I changed the relationship in a way that suited me better. Right. You know what I mean? Whether it's taking priority with my time, my energy, where I go, how long I speak with them, or whatever it might be. These are serious relationships, so I can't cut them off, but I definitely got to handle them better. Agreed. I feel like, especially at a young age, breakups, and I'm talking romantically, well, I guess it can go for anything, but I know a lot of people were asking about romantic relationships. It can definitely feel like the world is ending. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're young like that, I feel like, you're looking for somebody to see you. You're looking for your person. And when you finally feel like you have that person and then it end up not working out, hmm. it can definitely feel like the, the world, world is ending. Yeah, yeah, yes. Absolutely. Sidebar, we broke up before. We broke up plenty of times. Yeah, but it was one good good little breakup. Um, we did. When? I think it was like, I can't remember what year it was, but it was kind of like you was going back to school okay. in college mm-hmm. back then. The, are, are you getting the gist of it now? Yeah. This time period? Mm-hmm. I took it very hard. <laughs> had never been. <laughs> you ain't never been dumped? Never <laughs> in my life. <laughs> in my life. Ever been. I ain't never been. I guess it, in, I'd never been fucked up by a girl in my life mm-hmm. to that point. I had missed work for some days. You thought you was sick. I thought I was sick, y'all. He was love sick. I, I thought was I hurt was... too, though. I don't believe so. Oh my <laughs> I God, I was. I don't believe so, but I was destroyed. Like you say, the world ending, I was like there for a good, ah, probably 72 hours. 
Mm-hmm. I remember the first day I was okay. And I came around. No, I didn't see you that day. Oh. I went to I went back to work and I just felt better because I told myself I was focusing on me. Just focus yeah, on me. That's what I was going that was going. And I felt so much better from that point on. Mm-hmm. I was able to even deal like with you again, like coming back around and things like that. It was cool. Like we was, I had moved on again. We hadn't cut each other completely out because remember, serious relationships never kind of end. We just altered them. You know what I mean? We yeah. we were more friends. You pulled up. We spent some time together, not like it used to be, but mm-hmm. just like checking in on each other, and then you know we go on our separate lives. Then yeah, and that's how it was. But then something brought us back together. Yeah, uh, I think too, cause like I know that you keep saying that relationships don't ever end, and I do agree with that, especially if it's family, if you with somebody that y'all have children together, you know what I'm saying. But sometimes relationships really just need to end. I believe that you could be in a long term relationship and it wasn't good for you. You thought it was good, but then you got introduced to something that, or you you in you some realize, way, shape, or form, yeah, you realize like this is actually not good. This is not good for me. So I think sometimes it is, and you do have to cut people completely out sometimes. And it can feel like grief, like you know, someone dying. Mm. And although this person is still physically here with us on earth, you will go through the four stages of grief. I can't think of what they are right now, (laughs) but you will go through those stages and that's okay. My best advice is to feel all the feelings that you feel. Like I always say, feel it all. The only way you're going to be able to get through, you know, grieving this person, grieving this relationship is to feel it. And in the end, you're going to be okay. Like the world is not ending. Life is not over. You still have so much life to live. And think about all the amazing people you're going to meet, whether it be romantic or platonic, because you decided to choose you in this situation. It'll be okay. Mm -hmm. Call me. Call me. I really want a hotline. (laughs) (laughs) I want a hotline. Maybe we get a a separate phone. We get a hotline. Just talk to people. (laughs) I want to say her name. Because we know her. Brittany. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Hi, Brittany. Hey, what's up, Britt? She asked, what continues to push y'all to stay in entrepreneurship? You want to go first? What pushes me to stay in entrepreneurship? It's kind of like what you said earlier. Like, I'm getting, I'm, I'm choosing my own fate in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no ceiling on what it is I can do mentally, physically, spiritually, any ideas that I have financially. Um, and then like, just to be honest, if we don't keep working, we don't get no money. <laughs> we don't get paid. That was real simple. I mean, it is. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, of course we love this. I feel like we do everything that we do from our heart, from our soul. We put everything into what it is that we do, but like niggas gotta eat. <laughs> you are funny. For me, what keeps me going is that I was nobody's favorite. You know, I worked a bunch of jobs for a very long time. I worked, I had my first job probably when I was like 17 or 18. Me too. All the way up to that point, you know, 40 hours, you know what I mean? Every week I said I had a kid young, so I was always working. Mm-hmm. When Marie went to school, I I worked so yeah. we could, you know, have money and eat. During that time period, I worked forever and I was nobody's favorite. I always went to work. I always did my job, did it well. No promotions came my way, no raises, no none of that. Nobody ever chose me. 
So now you know all because I'll say this at the time it felt like all nobody recognizes me at any of these jobs, no matter what I do. Nobody recognizes me. But all I feel like all the universe really was pushing me for was to choose myself. Mm. That's why I stayed with entrepreneurship because finally somebody said you. Yeah. You you get the job. You get it. So finally somebody saw it in me. And then was me. That's how I knew entrepreneurship was for me because shit, I I tried the the capitalists, you know, I tried to give y'all me in exchange for resources to take care of my family. You niggas couldn't even give me that, bro. Yeah. So it was like, no, fuck it. I'll go get it myself. And getting myself has got me way further than a job has. Now, for yeah. other people, it may be adverse. Like, a lot of people, they have wonderful jobs. Right. You know, they took care of them, but it never happened for me. Right. So I agree with that. That's why entrepreneurship is for me. I love that answer. I second that. I chose me. Everything you said. <laughs> So, in a world full of tangible things, how do you stay focused? Mm. Great question. Me just staying close to what I want, like spiritually, mm. is one reason why I can stay focused, especially on this entrepreneurship. Especially when you work for yourself, your money come in, everything's to you, right? Mm-hmm. It's very easy when you the boss, the worker, you're all the hats to make very bad decisions. Yeah. It's very easy. To be like, all this money just came in. We we just dropped totes. All this money just came in. I deserve some things. Let me go, <laughs> let me go buy some. Yeah, let me get a little couple of this, this, that, and the third. It's very easy to get caught up in the materialistic race, uh, especially living on this side of the world where materials ultimately get you treated a certain way. Yeah. It's very easy to get caught up, up in it. But then resource back to self. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why do you do this? What do you love and what's truly in you? Stay focused in on them things. Yeah, I feel like most of my life I was really caught up in a consumerism trap because that's ultimately what it is. It's consumerism. Mm -hmm. There's a feeling, there are two feelings that that I get whenever I purchase something. There was a point in my life where I felt like it was always something that I needed. It was always something that I wanted. And once I got that thing that I wanted, it was something else. So it was just like a cycle that kept repeating itself. There was a theme that I learned that I noticed with this, like here recently. When you're online, you're ordering a thing that you want, you are so excited. Up until the day that you get the package, like who, like you anticipating, Man. like you feeling good. You so, you're so happy, like, <laughs> right? But when that product, that thing, when it comes in, when you get it, I feel like the high kind of goes down. And I be like, did I really need this? Like, of course I wanted it, but did I really mm-hmm. need this thing? And that feeling that I had when I was waiting for that item to come in, that feeling of wholeness, mm-hmm. it dissipates. It yeah. disappears once it's here. And it's just like... You got to go get the next thing. It's anticlimactic. Yes. you go to So you do it over and over and right. over again. And from that experience, I realized that all I need is within me. I don't need tangible things. I don't need, of course we have wants, we have desires, but I will be okay if I don't get that thing that I think I so desperately need. And I always resort back to like, now you remember last time you ordered something yeah, yeah. and it came in, 
You really weren't like satisfied. You, you order some shoes and you put them with the shoes. Like, damn, I really need some different shirts now to go with the shoes. Yeah. And then, then you need a new hat to go with the shirt and the shoes. Yeah. The shit is endless if you let it go that way. Yeah, and if you find that theme happening in your life, you need to look within and journal it out, run it out, cry it out, <laughs> do whatever it is. Because, sis, bruh, something is off. Something is off. Okay, next are you guys religious? So, I am not religious. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a home where we did go to church. And somewhere along the lines, I decided that that path, that lifestyle wasn't necessarily for me. Based on some things that I experienced, based on what I seen, I just felt like it wasn't for me. Um, I think, I mean, we obviously are spiritual and I don't know. That's just what aligns. But do, you, do you believe in a higher power? I think you can believe in God and not be religious. Absolutely. I believe mm-hmm. in a higher power I, mm-hmm. because that's that's a spiritual connection. And even with certain things like when you think of prayer, like, oh, I'm praying, I'm doing this. Those are all still spiritual acts. Mm-hmm. Those are spiritual acts. And I had to remind myself of that. Like, praying, that's a spiritual act. That's a spiritual connection to you and a higher power. Mm-hmm. Are you religious? I have been getting back into religion. Mm-hmm. Like, Ree, I took a... We both grew up, we'd probably say, in a Christian household. Yeah. Um, my family had... The church attendance was at <laughs> Easter. <laughs> I probably went to church on Easter and when there was a funeral. No, we was there every Sunday. Yeah, it was different. We didn't... We had spurts where we were going, and then, but for the most part, no. It had been a very long time. Even um, before, last time I went to church, my oldest daughter, who is 11 now, probably was like three. Mm-hmm. And the time before, that had been about 10 years before I had walked into a church. Yeah. So I had got away from religion. I didn't feel connected. Yeah, that's the word. To connected. Christianity. Maybe because it wasn't really taught to me, because more or less it was just preached at me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really taught to me. And um, I just didn't feel connected with it. And then when I got older, there were other things and, you know, propaganda. Some of the things were true. Some of the things weren't true about the religion that, you know, my family had, you know, quote, unquote, was Adapted, under. Adopted, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, it, no, I had to get off Christianity, got off religion for a bunch of years, probably 20 years off religion. Well, close to about 10, 15. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got off religion. But somehow, some way... Um, Something was just like speaking to me about like the Quran. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been reading the Quran for probably, I'd say about a year, maybe mm-hmm. a year and some change. And it, it has been an extreme help. I know one of the questions in here is how has reading the Quran helped me? Yeah. Um, it's been a better understanding of life, patience, um, what I feel like God expects of me in this lifetime. And it really like gave me some type of structure, yeah, spiritually that I I didn't know I needed or, mm-hmm. or was looking for. Um, it's been it's been a good experience for me. It's been all positive when I, I've read the Quran. I haven't I haven't had something move me a, a religious book ever move me in, in this way. Yeah, so it's been really good. I'm not quite. I wouldn't call myself a Muslim. I don't know enough yet. I'm still, like I said, reading, Learning. researching. Um, trying to learn 
it's not if I'm trying to learn if it's for me. I know the Quran is for me, but I I didn't grow up Islamic in the culture. So it's so new to me. Everything is. Right. So I'm hearing phrases like, I, I used to hear the phrase, Allah Akbar. I used to think it was bad. It just sounded bad when I heard it. What? Well, well because propaganda. Of, because of propaganda yeah. and Western culture. It sounds, yeah. the only thing I know that sounds similar to that is like, Osama, uh, Os- Osama Bin Laden. Osama Bin Laden. Yeah. It's like, Allah Akbar sounded mm-hmm. like something like that because I grew up here and you know, that was the enemy for this country. Yeah, which is crazy. Crazy. That's a whole nother That's a whole nother conversation. topic. We're not even going to yeah. get into it. But it sounded something bad to to now find out that's such a beautiful phrase. If somebody ever says that to yeah. me. Yeah, what does it mean? It means, I think it means um, Allah is great. I believe that's what it means. It could mean something different. Like I said, yeah, but I'm learning but though. Not, yeah. But around that. Yeah. Um, but like I said, it, this book has, has helped me out a lot. Yeah. And, one thing is interesting, like to be in a household where I'm religious. My wife is not religious, though. Yeah, and no. I was gonna say, but even like, like you'll read it, and we pray every night because of you. So you learning about yourself in the Quran and just getting closer to who you're meant to be has helped us out. Has it helped? Yeah. yeah, and then like I also noticed within myself. When I first stopped being religious, I was so like judgmental. Anytime I hear about religion or hear God, like I'd be like, huh, oh my God. Like literally there's this girl that I watched and I remember maybe two years ago, anytime she started talking about Christianity and God, I'd be like, oh my God, I would click out of it. But I've noticed so much growth within myself and I've become so much more open and receptive. Is that the right word? Receptive to other people's religion and just listening and learning because although I'm not Christian and although I'm not a religious person doesn't mean that these different religions um has lessons wait different religions don't have lessons that I can learn from yeah I think over the years you you as we've come back to I think you're starting to see the spirituality in religion yeah right for sure before I couldn't see it I just Mm -hmm. it was just more just only religion yeah you know but now I think I think if I'm looking at it right, you can see the spirituality inside of religion now. Absolutely. But like I said, I'm open and receptive and very supportive of your religious journey. Yeah. And I think in today's time, it'd be so, you know, we live in in a time period where, you know, everything is like, it's very sensitive, you know. Oh, yeah. And um, I think sometimes religion don't be like cool to even say that you like believe in God or you, yeah. you know what I mean? Things like that. We live in a period where it's like, I don't know, it's, it, it seems like a weird period sometimes to say like, I I fuck with God. You know yeah, I mean? <laughs> like God the homie. Like, but no, nah, I feel you. And even that, like, I feel like we live in, I'm not only now, but like in human history, everything is so binary, like this yes. or that. Like yeah, I can't yeah. be spiritual and like, no, I'm going to do what I want. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I believe in a higher power, you know. And I'm at the end of the day, I'm going to do what aligns with me, what feels good in my soul. Yes. Okay, next. The biggest blessing you feel you can bring to the world. Remembrance of patience is my biggest thing I want to throw in the world. I feel like mm-hmm. through my music, as when I talk about just patience and being cozy, like, in the life you have now and just because I remember when I was going through my period of panic my period of I'm not where I'm supposed to be I'm lagging I'm behind you know say everybody else doing this that and the third I remember that period there was nobody telling me slow down be right. patient 
take your time, exactly. love on you, give yourself grace. There was nobody telling me that. Especially in the format that you're putting it out in. Like yeah. in music. Like in, in music, it was nobody telling me that. Nobody in my household, you know, if, if I ever spoke about, oh, I feel like I'm behind or anything like that in my household, like most households, they would tell you to get to work. Then. Yep, do this, do get, this, this, this. Yeah, grind harder, go harder, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Keep pushing. Nobody told me that. You know, ease your mind. It takes time to get to these things that you want to get to. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, my biggest blessing I want to try to get a world is remembrance of patience. Yeah. I think my biggest blessing that I could give to the world is just simply showing up. And I think that's, like, very broad to say. Like, it's vague. Simply showing up. Because one of my favorite things I heard this year is that when you show up... When you follow your path, follow your purpose, when you learn who you are and do the things that you're meant to do in this world, you directly affect someone else's purpose. You directly affect someone else's life. So I think that just showing up, being me, talking about my experiences, even though they are mundane, you have no idea who has experienced this thing, who will experience this particular thing. So for me, I think the best thing that I can do for myself and for the world is just to show up as my most authentic self. I think the times that we live in, we see so much online, we see so just everywhere, we see so much. And somewhere along the line, we lost a sense of authenticity. So the best thing I can do is just show up my most authentic self. Okay. Love that. Thank you. Okay, there you go. (laughs) Okay, next. How do you guys avoid letting each other's bad moods not get to one another? We don't. We don't avoid it. I think sometimes we do. I think I can try, but I don't know. I hate when you're sad. I do too. I hate when you say it. And um, ultimately, I try to do a little, I don't try to like entertain, but I try to, you know, give you some some attention, some love, let you know you are loved and cared for. And that, hey, this is temporary. One thing we always say is everything is temporary. Mm-hmm. This is temporary. You'll be over it. There have been times where, you know, you've been sad. And, and um, I think the last time I remember you being sad, I was like, hey, I know we're going to have lunch. You're going to cook lunch. And I was like, oh, let's go do a picnic instead of eating it at the house. Yeah. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Like little things like that, we was going to eat anyways. We just take it outside. You know, we get you around nature. You mm-hmm. know, it helps your partner out. But the biggest thing is just knowing you can't heal everything in somebody you love. Absolutely. You, you can't. It, it's A lot of the things, like you say, um, they don't have anything to do with me. None, yeah. Nothing at all. It has nothing to do with me yeah. that you feel that way. It's not in a rude way that like, hey, you know what I mean? I can't be like, hey, no, nah, I don't fuck with you today. You stay in that room. <laughs> I stay over here. But it's one of those things like, hey, I understand that they going through something, but I can't let that affect me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I can't help her properly and I can't help myself properly if I let that affect me. Yeah, I feel that. And you do, you have to remember that. And this kind of go back to a question that we had earlier, like one of the biggest lessons that uh, I've learned in this long-term relationship. My partner isn't here to save me. I think whenever I first entered a relationship or even was looking for a relationship, like at 15, 16, you know what I'm saying? I think ultimately I wanted, of course I wanted to be seen. I wanted to feel love, but I think a large part of it was that I wanted to somebody to, I wanted someone to come and save me. Save me from what? At the time I didn't know. I could probably tell you now, but we're not going to get into that. But yeah, my partner is not here to save me. They can support me. 
Why did I say they? Like I have more than one partner. <laughs> he can support me. Maybe do. See, and know. don't. <laughs> he can support me. You know what I'm saying? But it is ultimately up to me. It is ultimately up to you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I have to keep that at the forefront of my mind so I don't get trapped into this cycle of, like you said, kind of like entertainment, like going doing every single thing in your power to make my partner feel better. Because at the end of the day, it'll pass. You have to understand mm-hmm. that it's temporary and it'll pass. And ultimately, he'll get through it. I'll get through it. Free ticket and to stay anywhere in the world where you headed to. Free ticket to anywhere in the world? Ooh, I don't know right now. I want to say Paris. Paris? Yes. What about you? Mm. I might might you say London. London? London. I might say London. I might want to go there. You might want to go to London. I don't know why London because I never would actually say London usually. That's strange that you would say London. I know. Usually you you thought I was going to say. New York. I know. I knew. you. I knew. That would be my close second if I couldn't get to London. San Francisco would be my first, my second. You loved Frisco when you went out there. Yeah, it was really nice. Um, Let me think something else real quick for y'all. Come on. I don't know how to do that. Somebody well, somebody said, "How do you make friends as an adult?" Uh, you do the things that you Help love me. to do. Help me. I don't know. Well, <laughs> I mean, you do the things that you love to do. You go to the library, like go to the places that you like, because you don't want to go to the club. I mean, unless you like, unless, unless that's you your would, thing. But I'm not a clubber. I can't dance. I'm not a clubber. So like, my friends aren't going to be at the club. Go to the library. Go to cute little coffee shops. Go to thrift shops. Like, just go to places that you love. And you'll find people who align with you. Yeah, I'm still struggling with the making friends as an adult. Um, Me too, but I think that's yeah, advice I de- why I would give myself. Yeah, yeah, it definitely sounds like the right answer. But it I'm, does, yeah. I'm definitely, I'm definitely pretty much still in that struggle sometimes. I'd be right there sometimes with people, though. You ever had a good conversation with somebody mm-hmm. and see them? Like, ah. I feel like as an adult, though, friends are more of a commitment. I think it's easier to keep the friends that you've had than to make new ones. Unpopular opinion, but I th- I do I think I think it's easier, but it ain't always healthier. It's yeah, of course, absolutely. I think it's easier, but it ain't always healthier. I I just like everybody talk about their day ones, but for what what day are we counting from? Mm. The day that y'all met me, or the day that I finally met me? Ooh, like that's a good one. Where's day ones we counting from? Yeah. Another question is: Do you always follow your heart? Want me to go first? Uh, yeah. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. My heart would lead me financially broke sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> is that really your heart, though? Baby, yes. I be wanting this shit. That is not your heart. <laughs> Let you tell it. But, I mean, they go back to, like, feelings are not facts. I feel so strongly that I deserve this. There's a fact oh, that I should God. never go get it type shit. But, um, no, I don't always follow my heart because, again, the heart... It's a lot of emotion, and in this life that we live, some decisions do need to be calculated. You know what I mean? I can't let my heart make all my decisions, but I do, whenever I am making decisions, I will, if I have a gut feeling about something, then I I will follow that. Yeah, I feel like, no, I don't always follow my heart. Mm-mm. I think that we, in in general, so many of us don't always follow our heart because we want to protect our heart. And it's, I don't know if that's good or bad. I mean, you got to have boundaries, though. Yeah. I think that's interesting. Okay, um, one book. One book? One book. Like, for the rest of my life? 
one book on the island for a month, one book right now, just any book. Um, one book on the island for a month, if Bill Street could talk by um mm, James good Baldwin. Fucking good one. I'ma go with uh in true thug fashion. I'm going, oh I'm going my some god! Ratchet. <laughs> if I'm gonna be there for a month, I need something like that. And it's a series, so it's ooh, a that series, would be a so good I got, one. I got a good one. Yeah, yeah we yeah. love our hood tales. On I Audible. love me a good ratchet tale. I'm sorry, I gotta yes. have one of them. Yeah, I'm gonna be somewhere for that long. Let me think of something else. Now I'm just asking you questions. I would actually like to just okay. You know. Do you um, like me? Yes or no? No, I do not. Next <laughs> question. Next question, please. If you could be in any other career and know it was gonna work out, what would you be? Mm, I will be a lawyer. Fun Ooh. fact, yeah. Fun fact, whenever I was finishing um, my undergrad, I actually dabbled with the idea of going to law you did. school. You did. Yeah, I think I could be a bomb lawyer. I agree. You like to argue. I, I like, like to, to research. research. I just saying, you yeah, like to do a lot of research. I do. You like to do research. Shout out to college, though, because that's the reason why I like to do research. I had to do so much research in college. Any other career you would do? It was either be, and this, this other one just came out recent. You know, I like, I'd probably be a teacher. Right, a history of, teacher. A history teacher, mm-hmm. probably, in one of mine's. Or I would like to have my own foster house or, I don't yeah, know Yeah, is that a career, like, though? I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's something else foster different. Home. We did have that conversation the other I day. I would like to do a foster home if I could not be a teacher. Yeah. I would like to be a teacher. Yeah. I'm thinking, I used to think high school or middle school. I'm thinking, I, now I might want to be a professor. Oh God! Why you can't? I can't. Why, why you say all oh, the God? girls gonna want you? You said what? All the girls gonna want you. I'm gonna have to fight every day. I'm gonna have to fight every day. Professors' wives don't fight on campus, man. You I cannot will show out like that. I will. You cannot show. One thing about me, y'all, I'm spiritual, but I'm still a little. Yeah, but if I could be, in I'm not gonna else, fight anybody though. Just kidding. I might be professor. Professor Sunset. Yeah, I could see you as a professor for sure. Yeah, I think I could do that, but. With that being said, guys. With that being said, thank you so much for spending time with us today. I love doing Q&As. They're my favorites. Um, we love you. Sending you so much peace, so much abundance, so much joy, and everything you need in this moment. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Peace.